Someday we're going to listen to a Tori Amos song called Spies. Spies. Oh, we're doing that again? I thought it was pretty good. Okay, well, if you're wondering who to hate later. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans. And those of us who are forced to listen to them. Today is Sunday, and someday we're talking about those Sonic the Hedgehog helmets. Huh. Let's go, Speed Racer. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's drink up. Drink up. This is Red 5. I'm going in. That was my, my Sonic, my Sonic running. Doop, doop, doop. Hello there, pop pop. Hello there. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm super duper. Thank you. I'm you driving are my Mini super Cooper. Duper, aren't you? And I'm feeling very satisfied. I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you had that a much better attitude about that this week than usual. Yes. I'm drinking my yoga zampalatis and the oh god, now there it goes <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> hello there, everyone, and welcome to Pink Milk. If this is your first time listening, thank you. If you've come back, hello again. Welcome back, thank you. I am your host Brian. With me, as always, is my better half and your better host Thomas. Hello, hello, hello. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, welcome to uh, a video podcast. We used to, Welcome again. Yeah, you used to see it kind of at the beginning, and now the whole thing is live on video. If you're listening to this on podcast, you want to see my husband's handsome, han, my husband's handsome face, who's now vote. <laughs> you got to just let your body go with the flow. You're voguing now. Ooh, just a case. Pink Milk is a gay podcast, y'all. Gay. Welcome back. Gay. gay, 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 gay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to have a video podcast uh, for everyone. We have some big news that we're going to get to in a second. But before that, how's your how's your week been, Pop Pop? It's good. Busy, but that's good, right? Yeah. That's every week. It was a good week. I, it's no news to report this week. Everything just chugged along like it should. <laughs> Thomas owns a zip code now, y'all. He <sighs> owns a zip code. And guess what? I'm waiting for him. I think he's intentionally not sending me sending me the video, but Tommy's in a commercial. <laughs> because my name is mentioned. He's in a commercial. Because it's my client. <laughs> and she, his client loved him so much, wrote the company, and they loved her and loved my honey, and now there's a whole commercial that's going to be about <sighs> how great he is. You know, like I keep telling you, I'm pretty fantastic. You know, it's true. <laughs> and it was, I'm very proud of you. It's wonderful. It's crazy. Thank you. Eli was very cute when that came out. Eli was like recording the video of the computer with the little like proof of the commercial or whatever because mm-hmm. he was very proud of his dad and it was very adorable. Very adorable. Very adorable. <laughs> also, speaking of adorable, my mommy is in town. That's yes, very she nice. Is. Mm-hmm, it um, is. The last two times she has come, we here at the Berry House like to tell everyone that she gave us all COVID. She's not happy with that. So Michael last week when he was like, Oh, grandma's coming in a few days. That means I'm going to get COVID again. And Michael <laughs> liked having COVID. And um, also, everyone who's coming back from celebration, I keep reading all these people with COVID. So, oh no. Rest well, rest up, take care of yourself, wear a mask, keep testing. Don't go back out until that test is negative. 10 days quarantine. 10 days. Hopefully and then 10 you're days with the mask after that. Yep. Yep. Let's do it, people. Let's do it. Clearly, it's still around. Clearly, it's still around. <sighs> Darn COVID. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been a good week. I would ha- I have to say it's been a good week. I've been very busy with work per usual. It's this time of year, Record Story is coming. April 22nd. You know what's going to be great after that, though? More work. More work, because now we're opening a new store right after that. Oh, this is the year of Brian. Hopefully that's a big raise coming. <laughs> better be. Better be. Better be. Better be. Um. Yeah, should we talk about the bad news real quick? Get it out of the way. 
Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So if you're listening to this, this episode normally comes out, H&H normally comes out on Wednesdays. You're listening to it, uh, if you're listening to it the day it came out, on a Monday. Because this week I am not releasing Let's Kiki on the podcast because, frankly, um, there was lots of technical issues. Emma's microphone melted like Paz, Paz Vizsla's gun that we'll get to in this last episode. Um, my computer was garbaging out and I got kicked off halfway through because Google Chrome, which we, I have to use to uh, live stream, broke down. So it was just not a good episode. It was not going to be a good podcast episode. So it's still up on YouTube, though, because, you know, I think it's not quality to put on a podcast, but let's just leave it up online anyways. <laughs> But uh, this week, I did have the sad announcement that Let's Kiki is ending with the season finale of The Mandalorian. Um, it was very sad. I cried a lot, more than I thought. And then Michael was there with me, and he comforted me, which made me cry even more because my son is wonderful and is very sweet and loving. Um, but I'm a little sad. And it's been many months of me talking about this, as Tommy knows, um, it was a really, really difficult decision to make, but if you've been listening to H and H lately, you know that we keep recording like right down to the very last wire. Cause we're just honestly, our kids are getting older mm-hmm. and they're more involved in more things, which is really wonderful. That's what we want for them. Um, but I keep missing things and I am very unhappy to miss them because there is a lot more work than the hour, hour and a half that we stream. It's really six, seven, eight hours of work between editing and and all of it and writing. So I just, I, I something has to go. And um, to be totally honest, I love you, Emma, and I love you, Chase. I love the Steam Queens every week. Um, but I don't think I could do Pink Milk without my without husband and husband and without for us super fans and those forced to listen. That's what started it all. So um, it's going away. However. I am really now going to start YouTube videos. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a proper YouTube channel that I've also been talking about for like a year, but I just do not have time. But now I will have time, and I'm ready and excited about new creative challenges. You know, we've been three and a half years of doing this now, Pop, three and mm-hmm. a half years. Yep. And, uh, you know, I feel I'm really proud of everything we're doing. Last year was amazing. We went to Star Wars Celebration. We got on a panel. We were shouted out at the end of the state, at the end of the thing. We were invited to an Andor premiere. Pink Milk is now canon. Thank you again, Justina Ireland. Like, what a year. Um, and I just felt like, okay, that's a really great exclamation point at the period of this era of Pink Absolutely. Milk. And uh, now it's time to do something new. And uh, with that said, also check out, follow Chase and I, because Chase and I, last year at Celebration, uh, started coming up with this new idea, and Chase and I are starting a project that we will announce in June during Pride Month. It is not Star Wars related, um, but I think a lot of our listeners will hopefully enjoy what we're doing anyways. It's multimedia. It's a multimedia experience. Multimedia. We're keeping it it's very hush-hush. Shh. Shh. I've been out for so long, I don't know what it's like to be on the DL or like not let it be known. I don't know. I mean, look at me. I think you could look at me in about five seconds. Oh, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> well, he is. <laughs> yep. So anyways, sad news there, but also exciting because new things are coming. H&H is plugging along. So maybe H&H will come out on Mondays. Maybe it'll come out on Wednesdays. We'll figure that part out. But um, You never know. <laughs> you never know. Maybe that's what it'll also be. It comes out when it comes out. We can be Ooh, really no, gay. No, I don't think we. No, we, we won't those do gays. that. We won't do that. No, we'll take um, it coming out. In other news, thank you again to all of our patrons who have been supporting us for this last six, seven months. Um, who have been nothing but supportive, and honestly, I really, really do appreciate it. But um, I am taking down the wall around Patreon. The wall. The wall. Like you know. Like the great wall. I love China. I love Patreon. I love the support. Honestly, all of our cameras have been replaced. All of our mics have been replaced, and we couldn't have done those things without the patrons. Um, but as I've told everybody, I was having a really hard time because I think what happened with Pink Milk and the Steam Queens is the community that came that I was not anticipating, which I know we talk mm-hmm. about that a lot. And then all of a sudden putting a barrier between some steam queens and not other ones it just never really it felt very antithetical to like kind of 
what I believe this is about now. And so um, there's no longer any special perks. At the end of this, in the show description, there's going to be a link to our Discord that was at one time only patrons. It's all there, the video podcast. So uh, if you're listening, you can watch this now on YouTube. Anyways, all don't those- judge us. Don't judge judge us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, please, everyone in the comments, let Tom know how handsome he is because he's very nervous about being on YouTube all the time. No, I just don't like my seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes you sit here and your stomach gets forced out. And just mm. <laughs> that just sounds hot and sexy to me. Yeah, <laughs> I never felt like I had a belly until I sat in this chair. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's that's. All of the important information happening here at Pink Milk. But honestly, it really is sad, but I'm also very excited. So it's not the end, it's the beginning. It's only the beginning of new things to come. New things to come. New opportunities. Opportunities. So thank you for supporting <laughs> the Kiki. Yes. The Kiki will be over. The Kiki will be over. Kikis are but, not supposed to last forever. No, just a little gab for a while. There but, you, you know, go. <laughs> if you're still interested in helping support the show, there is a link down below for that as well. We mm. really do appreciate it. And um, that will continue to be there. If mm. you are supporting and no longer want to because there are no perks involved anymore, I also 100% support that. There are, I love you all the same regardless. We thank you either way. Yep. So thank you to everyone listening. All mm-hmm. right. Whew. I felt like a lot just happened. Just like a whole lot happened this week, chapter 23 of The Mandalorian, The Spies, before the title card dropped. Mm -hmm. You ready to get into this episode, Tom? I'm ready. So, (laughs) okay, I loved last week. Last week was the Lizzo and Jack Black episode. Um, I don't know, the Back to the Future old man, I forget his name. Mm -hmm. Christopher Lloyd, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, It seemed to be quite the division there on the Twitterverse. So equal love and equal hate. I'm really glad that it was lighthearted and a good time because this week's episode was heavy and like full. This was like spilling over. There was so much in there. So I'm excited to talk about it because I feel like this whole season was a really slow build that not a lot happened and now it's all crammed in. So it was a great episode. Could some of these things have been spread out a little more? I don't know. We're going to sure, get into it. They could have. <laughs> We're going to get into it. So, okay, we open up with um, our girl, Aliyah Kane, Katie O'Brien, friend of the show. Hello, Katie. I'm sure you don't actually listen, but, you know. But if whatever. you do, hello. And we also just saw you on Ant-Man. The we movie. did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good job, by the way. Yep. Swirl that staff around, girl. Swirl it around. <laughs> um, she had some amazing abs. Yeah, she's really hot. Beautiful. Very beautiful woman. Um. Anyways, hopefully she'll be back on the show in a few little while. Wink, wink. Maybe it's happening. Maybe there have been conversations. Don't know. Can't say anything. But maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, okay, we open up on Coruscant with Katie O'Brien. It, I love it. Every time we go to Coruscant, I'm here for it. This new era of Coruscant in The Mandalorian specifically, looking like Attack of the Clones, is fantastic. It's home. I love it. Um, and then we get a probot and a hologram of Moff and Top Gideon. So she is, in fact, a spy. We thought so. Last time we saw her, she was eating a biscuit and scrambling Pershing's brains. Um, but now we know. That they were scrambling his brains to shut down information from being shared to other people about cloning. Mm-hmm. So, great. Honestly, it was a great moment. It was really, really cool. So, here's my first question for you, mm-hmm. Thomas. Um, I, look, let's be real. This season has not been my favorite season of The Mandalorian. It has not been a dumpster, dumpster fire. It's fine. But it has just not been living up to the potential of what The Mandalorian is. However... There were three episodes so far that I really, really liked. I loved the Aliyah Kane and Dr. Pershing episode on Coruscant. I loved the Lizzo episode, and I loved this episode. I think they were, like, really, really solid, amazing. However, looking back now, I feel as though um, it might have worked really great if that whole episode, which was like a longer episode on Coruscant, was spread out throughout the whole season. 
And we would go back and forth to that B plot and got to know Ali and Pershing more. I feel like in Andor, that's what they would have done. It would have been a story beat that was going along parallel to everything else. And um, because Katie O'Brien is an incredibly likable person, which is why I think it worked so well when she betrayed Pershing at the end. Mm -hmm. But imagine an entire season of seeing these two friends and their relationship growing. And then right before this episode, she scrambled his brains. Like, I feel like that could have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it would have been more of a um, an oh crap moment. So that was just like, I think here's the deal. This episode was so good that I, for me, I think it just helped show the flaws of the season so far. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff between the Children of the Watch and the Night Owls and stuff like that that I think... We had we kept going back to these episodes that felt like they were not connected, and now they all are connected with today's episode. But I actually I really feel like, which is what we keep saying. Like mm-hmm. personally, I've loved everything they're talking about this season. I just don't think it's been the writing has not executed it very well. No, and had a lot of these threads instead of taking place in one episode at a time, like they were spread out. I feel like. For the amount of time they made us wait for the episodes. Yeah. The return of the Mandalorian, they just should have been better. Yep. Um, you know, that's and my it, opinion. I'm know. just the casual fan. Yeah, well, but but honestly, as we say a lot of times, I think the Mandalorian is like the movies and they're built on the casual fans. Like mm-hmm. they're not enough of me and and the super fans to keep these kinds of things going, you know, mm-hmm. things like the bad batch, all that. I think there are kid casual fans, but like there are, there is areas for super fans to like be the main support, but you're not going to, you can't run a network. You can't run a show with just us. Like it's got to kind of be for everybody. It's mm-hmm. got to be the mass appeal. And besides you want to, you know, lure in the new fans yeah. so that they become the super yep. fans. Hundred percent. So, and if you're, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I mean, I love the Mandalorian. I would say I've given this season so far a C. Oh. Shh. That might be a better grade than I'd give it. Oh wow! Okay. I, I was even gonna be like, after I got the moment, of, <laughs> the pause, the strategic pause. I was like, well, maybe I could give it a C plus. But I wasn't going in B territory. I think I was going to get. And again, I, I love. I wouldn't say a D. I love the characters. C I love the idea of the show. Yeah. I think it was visually more attractive yep. this year. I actually think that there's more of a story plot or potential in a story yes. plot. However, I just there was something amiss yeah. with the whole thing. Me. I think they need to stop shaking up all the directors or something. Something well, maybe put, pick put it, the ones that are so much better and have a better grasp at it. Put a pin in that because I want okay. to circle back to this. And believe me, I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. I don't even know if they maybe did do that. I'm just saying something is off. You I can't what? put Actually, my finger on it. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Because as content creators, which I really mm-hmm. don't like that term, but that is what we are, mm-hmm. I always like, I don't say this enough because I guess I don't feel like I should have to, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes think, I, I think, I don't think we have to, but maybe I should from time to time. I don't want, and I hope we never come across, like, I don't want to be one of those YouTubers that because I make a podcast or have a YouTube channel, like, I know all the stuff that other people don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about how films are made. I don't know anything about, really, I, know, I might know more than, like, you do, because I'm invested in the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. stuff more than you, but, like, I don't want to be one of those people that's, like, pretends, like, I understand. This yeah. is just from a viewer, how I'm watching and compared to what's come before. Well, you know what really opened my eyes is when we were interviewing Aliyah, mm-hmm. Aliyah, the real Aliyah. Katie O'Brien? Yes. Yeah. When we were interviewing her and we spoke to her a little bit and she was great about not giving a lot of information, yep. but we had asked something specific about Jean Carlo Moffentop? Yeah, Moffentop. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jean Carlo Esposito. I exactly. Think, right? And it's just interesting how a lot of these actors and we think of them as all together, they're in a yep. show together, but they're actually not in the same yep. episodes. And some of them never in, never are in the same, together. never work together. They're in the same <laughs> season. This, yep. So that's, I find very, very interesting. I will say yeah. over the last, and it was her who spoke about yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, I think for me over the last three years, I really have been lucky enough to interview a lot of people and I've been, 
I mean, I've just been very fortunate for that. Mm-hmm. And it really, that some of that stuff has opened my eyes to some of the inner workings a right. little bit too. Um, just never thought about it. Never yep. ever even crossed. I thought everybody yep. showed up. They all watched each other do a scene, and they were yep. all there together. And they knew about some of the actors don't even know about the whole episode until it comes out. Yeah, they it's don't. Just interesting. Yeah, and then and especially in things like Star Wars, especially mm-hmm. with movies. Actors don't even get the full script sometimes, mm-hmm. and so or they'll get different scripts. So they think they're doing one thing, and then they all watch it like, "Oh, I didn't know that was happening," hmm. um, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I agree. So um, we find out that uh, Aliyah scrambled up Pershing's brains to stop the cloning information, and then we. Uh, talked him off in Top Gideon, and now we are in like his secret base, which I loved. It felt so corny. It was like very over the top. It did seem as if though, Moffintop didn't really direct her to do anything. Though it seemed like she was working on her own. Oh, I didn't feel like he had given okay. her any kind of direction. She had he had made mention of something about it being disconnected or something. I can't remember. Oh, I have to go back and read. Yeah, I need to listen to that part now that you brought that up. Yeah, I felt like there was no, she was doing this. She was kind of on her own doing it in support. Well, I think that could be be interesting. So Mm -hmm. to what we're about to talk about, like, so we get to his big over the top fortress. Loved it. Love it Mm -hmm. when Star Wars is extra because again, Star Wars is gay. The man of in particular is very gay and extra. (laughs) Um, So we see all these new shock troopers, which... Uh, I love that Michael is like right away thinking that they're Mandalorian clones and we get more clones and our son is obsessed with the Clone Wars. So he's way into the clones right now. Then we walk past like where there's all the ray shields, the um, the walls, the electric walls or whatever that we keep opening. Again, wasn't necessary, but it looks cool. And Star Wars is extra and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go past some more Snoke in the jars and we enter this room with the like shadow syndicate or the shadow empire or shadow council or something. But there's like, if you remember back to the very first season and it was like a throwaway line, throwaway line somewhere that there were former, former Imperial officers who have kind of taken over sectors of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, they're still trying to run under the empire, even though the empire is gone. So we met a whole gaggle of them Mm -hmm. And none of them seem to really be working together, but they kind of have to, but they don't want to. And you could just tell there was a lot of treachery going on amongst mm-hmm. them all. And maybe that's kind of where how you feel that Katie O'Brien, how Aliyah, excuse me, Aliyah wasn't exactly following direction. She just, maybe there's a lot of people doing what they want to do in the search of power. And then like when they need to team up, they will. Mm-hmm. Because we get this really fantastic dialogue two things were happening moff and top gideon's like hey uh the mandalorians are back they're starting to unite there's this lady named bo katan uniting all the clans like the clans never liked each other they knew each other right what moff and top and and all those people Mm -hmm. oh yes yeah yeah yeah. well we find some of that out later in this episode boca raton i don't Um, even know her real name anymore (laughs) I love that. It's Moffin Top Gideon, Boca Raton, Queef Carga. Like, I don't even know the, her. I don't even know her's name anymore. It's just her. Um, it's true. <laughs> I don't either. Um, but it's fun. More fun that way. Um, that he needs to, that all these people need to get together to finally kill off all of the Mandalorians because they're really the last stand between the empire taking over the galaxy again which was great so he's like i need some praetorian guards that was a very exciting name drop mm-hmm. you probably didn't know what they were talking about but in the last jedi i remember when ray and kylo kill snoke and there's mm-hmm. all the red guards that they fight mm-hmm. that's who praetorian guards are so that was very exciting to bring the sequel trilogy into this was it gets very, confusing very cool. after a while there's so many guards there's so many yeah. helmeted people that's like i don't know like i'm curious it's like it's a name drop but if you're just watching, you don't really need to know who these people are. I feel like these name drops are more exciting for people like me. Like, you're just like, oh, we need more guards. I mean, they were cool looking guards. Yeah, they were amazing. That yeah. whole scene was rad. Yeah. Um, and he needs more ships because they've got to go take out these Mandalorians. And then we get this idea of Thrawn that uh, they are already setting up that Moffintop Gideon and Grand Admiral Thrawn are going to be adversaries. And there was a lot of tit for tat. There's, I forget his, like, there's some old dude. I don't remember his Who's name. Who's Thrawn again? 
Thrawn? Well, that was my question. Is Do it you? that guy? I don't have anything of Thrawn in there. Oh, okay. Um, that, what do you think of Thrawn? Because we've, we, you have not watched Rebels. He was from no. Legends. So there was this trilogy called, um, I don't remember what the name of the books, Heir to the Empire, The Last Stand, and something else. These three books that came out in like 92, something like that, early 90s. And it was the first new Star Wars okay. since uh, Return of the Jedi. And Grand Admiral Thrawn was a big part of that. So he's like the only alien in the Empire. He's a blue dude. He's very smart. He's very pragmatic. And he okay. like, he's really, really like a very threatening. Evil. Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I like that we're setting off this thing because we know Grand Admiral Thrawn is going to be the big bad of the Mandoverse. That will probably be the end of his story in this movie that comes out. Mm-hmm. So the only time in Mandalorian that we have heard him is when we saw Ahsoka and she's fighting that lady over there in the Koi pond. And she's like, tell me where grand Admiral Thrawn is, which was the first name drop, which was very exciting for people like me, especially after rebels, because he's out there floating around with Ezra. And, um, so did Thrawn take Ezra? Well, I don't want to tell you. We have to watch it. Oh, okay. So that means Ezra may come back. Oh, he definitely is coming back. He's going to be in Ahsoka. Uh, probably there's a little hologram of Ezra in that Ahsoka trailer. Um, but that's what the space whales Who's playing him. Uh, I don't remember the person's name. Hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, look, people, does I, it look like him? Yeah. I mean, he's older now because okay. it's like years later. It's like, uh, 10 years later or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know actors names more, more often than not. I don't have any idea who an actor's name is. I okay. just know them as their characters because, I like to live in the story as if the story is real. So it's a very interesting thing the way I watch like a Star War. Because mm-hmm. like in one hand I call Elia Kane Katie O'Brien, but then right. it's still Moffin Top Gideon. So it's just very like, I don't know. It's just the way my my mind works, I mm-hmm. guess. Um But yeah, so like when you hear that name, Thrawn, like what is this? Are you intrigued to find out who this person is or are you annoyed? Oh, just I feel like there was a movie called Thrawn or Tron or something. There was a movie called Tron. That okay, was not my, Star Wars. well, my mind goes directly to this. So, <laughs> and wasn't there a lot of used to play the soundtrack? Didn't you say it was the greatest soundtrack ever? Oh, of Tron, it is yeah, the greatest okay. soundtrack of all That's time. That's where my mind goes. So okay. I don't know who anybody is. You know what? I what? would not be mad if we get some Tron motorcycles in Star Wars. Okay, it'd be pretty great. That movie was awful, mm-hmm. but. Everyone should go to Disney Plus because if you're listening to this, you probably have Disney Plus for Star Wars. And you should watch the animated series of Tron Uprising. It's amazing. And it's beautiful looking. And it's so good. <laughs> and that soundtrack is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm very excited. But I'm here for like, I love nothing more than two bad guys who don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And now the good guys have to fight two different bad guys who are after two different things. And it's like, I'm very into it. Um so I'm excited for that. But I'm, I was curious if you're annoyed that you don't know who he is or you're intrigued. I'm just used to it. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'm either one. I'm used to not knowing. Nope. Anything? Well, I wouldn't say that, but I'm used to not knowing what, who these made-up characters are. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now we, and then we go back to where the Mandalorians are. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boca Raton shows up with her night owls. The armor is there. Um, it's like, what, what? What? What did we play when we when we were kids? Shirts versus skins. Mm-hmm. When one team didn't have their shirt on, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. There's like the helmets and the no helmets team, mm-hmm. and they don't get along. And then the armor walks out. Which man? I don't like her. She's evil. We're gonna. But get you there. used to love her. I've never trusted her. Ever. If you go back and listen. Mm-hmm. She was introduced, I think, in chapter three. So I think she came in the third episode. And I mentioned the horns on her helmet because all of us super you fans yeah. noticed them. So I automatically did not trust her. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from, like, I think a lot of people do not trust her anymore because especially after this but episode. But she's done so, so much good. I mean, remember she made Grogu a little. Yep. She made him a necklace and she made him a little sweat as a little sweater. Yeah. And same thing, everybody who comes in, she makes some new uh, well, that's her pieces purpose. out of Bastar. Yeah. yeah, and she made, yeah, anyways. Um, so she comes out and taps her little 
ding, 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 children, children, mm-hmm. let's just get along. And so we get along and we've got to go over to Mandalore and go to the Great Forge. Honestly, not going to lie. I don't remember why we had to go to the Great Forge, but we had to go to the Great Forge. I don't remember why, though. Do you remember why? Weren't they dunking their head in the water or something? No, that was, well, that's already happened. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Bad podcaster, but don't remember why we had to go to the Great Forge. We had to go back there for something. They were going to find something. The Great Forge. Is that... It's a place, right? Yeah, it's where they would make like armor and stuff like that. I don't know why we had to go back. There. Well, they wanted to go back and see if they could make a go at the planet, right? Yeah, but I. We had to make a go of the planet, but why the Great Forge? <laughs> hey, remember know. the first time we went to the planet this season? Yeah. We had to be careful as to whether or not we could breathe there. Yeah, because Do you remember the armor that? lied to everybody. Right. And now all of a sudden nobody even knows and they just go. They're like, oh. Well, yeah, no, because Bo Katan said it is breathable. The it's not real. The okay. rumors are not real. Okay. It's because the armor is a liar. And I think that's where she got her magic green sauce water capsule. Ooze I want them to used. take her helmet off. See who oh. she really is. She's a beautiful lady. She sounds like she's beautiful. Yeah, she really is. Um so okay. What do you think of these two Mando groups? We have the Night Owls with Axwells. Oh, he is so hot. Even though he's one of these characters like, ooh, Axel Hoves is such a badass. He's so cool, but then gets his ass kicked every time we turn around. Mm-hmm. But whatever. He looks beautiful doing it. And then we have Children of the Watch. What do you think of these two sects? Do you have do you do you have loyalties to one and not the other? Oh, yeah, probably loyalty to the Mandalorian part. Yep. You know, with uh Children Din. of the Watch, yep. Exactly. Children of the Watch. Okay. Yeah, that's their names. Yeah, probably them. I, However, I don't understand when you're population has been decimated there's only so few of you anyway why can't you all get along well you know what what it's funny that's how i feel because uh-huh. again all of mandalore is gay they're all queer people and i feel like i feel like sometimes in the queer community and i don't like this this is not a good side of the community but we are people nonetheless and people are flawed and are not very nice in general like I feel like gays and lesbians aren't always super supportive. Um, I thank God the society is changing and mm-hmm. there's more voices to advocate for trans people. Mm-hmm. But like in the nineties, I mean, it's not, I'm not happy to say this, but like people are not very kind to trans people, mm-hmm. like especially gay men. Like I feel like a spe- I, maybe other groups too, but as a gay man, they were not nice to trans people. Mm-hmm. I know like, I used to get some grief because I had some trans friends and like it was it was just awful. It's disgusting. So thank God we're moving past that. But that's kind of how I feel like watching these two different groups. I feel like a 90s gay kid who we're all divided. Everybody has. Yes, we're all queer, but there are gay bars or lesbian bars like people were not super nice. If you're a gay guy going into a lesbian bar, it was you're not really all that well accepted mm-hmm. unless you were me. Somehow I got along everywhere. And let me tell you, when I was a youngster, I never got more free drinks than when I would go to a lesbian bar. Don't know why, but it was great. Always had a good time. Cause you're like a little lesbian. Mm-hmm. Just call me a little Justin Bieber. But you're not handy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm really not. <laughs> I can pay someone for that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, but that's how I feel. Like I always feel. And then like, look, now we're really bad. We got to go to Mandalore. So it's like pride. Now all of a sudden pride's out. We're all going to band together for the weekend Mm -hmm. and be united for the weekend. That's how I feel what's going on with all these different Mandalorian sex. And now we have our bisexual queen who's like, she can walk both paths. Again, anyone who's like at me on Twitter all the time for talking about Mandalorian not being gay. Who's the bisexual queen? Boca Raton? <laughs> Is she bi? She can walk both paths. <laughs> Literally, the armor tells her, you can unite our people. You walk both paths because she is a power top who can probably even get her straight dudes that she's banging to like get on the bottom and strap it on and go. Oh, it's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> her name is Boca Raton. She knows how to party. Well, Boca I mean, Raton and thinking Raton? she's being real frilly walking down the street with a purse in her arm and... And no, flipping her that's red her hair girlfriend. back. That's and, her girlfriend, possibly her boyfriend. And buying, you know, whatever she wants because she can. She's Boca Raton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what Boca Raton is. I hear it. It's and in my mind, extremely wealthy town. Where well, you know, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't say, but I believe it's a very wealthy Florida town. Oh, okay. So when you hear Boca Raton, I mm-hmm. hear 
a Kokomo lot of people go to retire the be- okay. there. I think of the Kokomo by the Beach Boys, but <laughs> Boca Raton, where you wanna go? Way down in Boca Rotoko. <laughs> I, I don't think those are the words, but yes, you're right. I think they really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the my the picture I get. I get in uh, RuPaul's Cameroon. Do you know Cameroon. how much I hated that song? Now it's uh, gonna be stuck in my head all day. Don't you wanna go? Tequila, I don't even know the words. Who sang that? The Beach Boys. They did? Yes. Do you know how many times I've seen them in concert? We used to go to the Garden State Arts Center all the time, and it was one of those concerts <laughs> where, because <laughs> I lived in Jersey, people, uh, it was one of those concerts where everybody put the beach ball up and the beach ball was going back and forth in the concert venue. And of course, it was an outside concert venue. And if you got there early, you could put down your picnic blanket. Yep. Okay. Now I know why your childhood <laughs> friends used to think that you would drink milk with dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I don't drink milk at all. <laughs> Just cream in my coffee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, okay. So um, we're going to unite everybody and we're going to go to our plot of land on Navarro, I guess. So we end up, we're Back on Navarro. to that place. And we get to see Queef Cargo, Queef Carga, <laughs> which I was very excited. Um, who he really is just fun. He's like, he's like, you know who? He is fun, but do you remember when we were kids, though? He was the jerk because he was the one in Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody liked him back then. Okay. Shh. I don't think I've ever seen a Rocky movie. Oh. I have never been that person. I am not like a bro. Like, I'm, nope. Really? I know. Surprise. I thought and everybody had seen Rocky. You know, I never cared about Rocky. It was a movie about punching people in the face. I don't care. No, it was a story about coming up from nothing, having a dream, being kept down, and okay. Well, you know what? I surviving and f- flourishing. Okay. Well, I used to watch this movie about this poor farm. It's about the Eye of the Tiger, Brian. <laughs> Great, now you're going to get that stupid song stuck, stuck in my head that I can't do, do, do. The do, Eye do, of do, the do, Tiger, do. Fire. You're going to make It was me the first roar. song ever played on Z100. No, okay, but I'm thinking of the Katie. In New York. The Katie. <laughs> Katie, what, I want to say Katie O'Brien. What's her name? The girl I don't like, but I like the one album, and I liked her when she had short hair. Katie Cat, Katie, Katie. Perry? Katie Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about today? Mandalorian? I know. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> kind of all over the place. Okay, so um, we're well, there. We're with we're with the uncle. Who you know? Who you know? Queef Karga is like the old gay man at the, at the Pride. Who's like the cool? Like you know, they are old. They're like eighty five. Kind of like just. Just with it, just enough to get, arrive to Pride with intention, but then gone enough that they're like walking around with a big smile on their face because they don't totally know what's going on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And they're wearing like the pink outfit and they're like, or like lime green. Mm. And they're just out like living their best life. They are like, sex is so, like they have been dried up for so long. It's not even about that. They just want to go talk to everybody and have a good mm-hmm. time. And you know, you know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You're like, Ooh, wait, are you going to pull out some of those, that old thing? Like, we're all going to be hanging out together. Like, oh, my God, I love this new old man. He's going to be my favorite person. And then he says something really racist because he's old. And you're like, oh, (laughs) you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like the lady from Superstore. (laughs) Myrtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's who I feel Queef Cargo is. He's like that old man who is so much fun. But here you're like, oop. Uh, I forgot he used to be a bounty sorry, hunter. Myrtle. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oop, he used to be a bounty hunter, and you're not really supposed to say that anymore. You're a governor now. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yep, yep, that's who I feel like he is. He is now, um, uh, oh, my God, what's her name? Who's our first lady? What's her name? Jill Biden? <laughs> Who opens her mouth and says really, like, stupid things. She does? Oh, yeah. Uh, you sure you're not getting her confused with the vice president? <laughs> i don't like the government y'all i'm gay um okay so anyways we get there and then the little anzillans come back and finally 
IG-11 is back, but he's not IG-11 anymore. He is now IG-12, and little baby Grogu has a Power Ranger suit. He's got a Megazord. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's so good. No. 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 <laughs> okay, you have to admit, that beat, that was played literally yes. to perfection because it was so funny. We're watching it, and you're like, okay. We're like, we hear no a bunch, and I did love the little ends, and I'm like, no squeeze, no bad baby, no squeezy, no squeezy baby. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. I love the ends, <laughs> they're great. And I also like when 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 problematic grandpa puts little baby Grogu in the thing, like, you know, the Anzillans could have made Grogu more room, but they're like, no, they like had this great thing that's going to be really comfortable for him. They're like, no, remember the time that little bastard like would not <laughs> let us go? And they, his poor little ears like were all folded in there. It was very uncomfortable. And I felt like that was the little Babu Fricks getting back at him. Remember, you held on to me too long? Well, this is how I felt. So no room for your ears. Nope, not going to happen. Um. But anyways, it was lots of no's and you were now we're in the supermarket and it's no, 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 because that's what every infant would do. Mm-hmm. And I do love that the first word out not of the baby's infants. mouth is the word no. Yeah. But you're like, okay, this is getting to be a bit much. And then it stopped. It was like played too perfect because I do mm-hmm. think like one more no, it would have been too much. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And we got a couple of yeses in there. It was very funny. Um and I do think Montel Mix, or Ma- I think like his Ord Mantel, so Mantel Mix, like Omega and Rec, remember they used to always go get the popcorn after mm-hmm. their missions? I think mm-hmm. there's I think there's a little like Omega and Wrecker popcorn at that little market. Huh. It was very cute. I don't know if it was, but in my mind it is. Um, so it was very, very funny. And now Grogu can walk. There is something actually really beautiful to me though about the entire thing about what it represents to be Jedi and Mandalorians because I kind of like this parallel of like the society like society of the galaxy at one point in time lifted the Mandalorians up to be these amazing warriors same with the Jedi they were thought to be these heroes and now the Empire took that away from both of them and the, Mm -hmm. the Jedi were Honestly, like the emperor set them up to make it look like they're really villains and power hungry. So he killed them all and the the galaxy applauded mm-hmm. and the Mandalorians are now on the verge of extinction because they were wiped out, too. And Grogu is now both of those things. And I just don't understand why they were wiped out. What do they ever say? Because they, were, because they were not to be trusted either. So well, now emperor, it seems we know why. Well. The Emperor used them, though, too. He made them fight on both sides, just like he did, because the Emperor was a badass. Like, Mm. for a villain. Bad dude. Don't like him, but he was very smart, and he was very effective at what he did. But I like this idea that that IG-11, we first meet him, he was going to be the droid that killed Grogu, remember? And then Mm -hmm. Din shot him. And then he was reprogrammed. And he became like the greatest babysitter ever. Mm-hmm. And then we, no one can forget the adorable thing when like little Grogu was strapped in his little satchel with the big smile as IG-11 was shooting all those people going to save everybody. And then sacrificed himself to save Grogu. Right. And now he's, and now he is still protecting Grogu, but also gave him a layer of agency by having the power of language in a way that he never had before. And there's something really beautiful about that, that mm-hmm. like we keep coming back to... IG-11, now IG-12, you can think of IG-88, that they were once killers and they're being repurposed in this new idea of what we can, in this new idea going forward, and right down to, I think this is a lot of what Ray Skywalker represents, like anyone can be anything they want to be now, like let the, even honestly, even when when um, Kylo Ren is like, let the let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Like he had maliciousness behind that. Right. But even that intent, there's something really beautiful about that. And I kind of like that IG eleven, now IG twelve, is really this metaphor for you can be anything you want to be. And now he's helping Grogu and like he continues even in his death, he is protecting Grogu because that was what he chose to do later in life when mm-hmm. people believed in him. And I just find it to be very beautiful. And it's another, you know, we Din Djarin went back on not trusting droids mm-hmm. um, during the Lizzo episode. And now his son is being protected by a droid again. That was the first droid that Din Djarin was like, maybe I can trust you people. And I just find it to be very beautiful. And I really like that we circled back to that. Um, 
Anyways, and we're about to get to a really special moment because now we're on a, we we fly back to Mandalore to go right. to the Great Forge. Why, mm-hmm. as we just said, we can't remember. And all of a sudden, a pirate ship shows up that's like got sails and it floats across on skis. All those crystal things was great. Oh mm-hmm. wait, well there's more mm-hmm. Mandalorians here that um never left. Right. They all look really skinny. They're hungry. They've been like just living on the run. Isn't there a, isn't there an eighty song about living on the run, Bon Jovi? Living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Okay, well, this is there we go. We had all these Mandalorians living on a prayer in their pirate ship. That everyone should also go to YouTube and find Pirates of Dark Water. Dark Water by Hanna Barbera. Great cartoon from the late nineties. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're gonna like it. And this ship gave me very Pirates of Dark Water vibes, and I was here for it. Um, and now here's our queers. They're not at a gay bar celebrating Pride anymore. It's over, and we're just trying to play a game of chess, and we got to fight. Mm-hmm. And because they're Mandalorians, fighting has got to have knives. And they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And Din Charn's like, well, why? We got to stop them. Bo Katan's like, no, you can't. No one can get involved now. And now all these Mandalorians are just going to watch one of them die. I guess it felt very weird. And like, I mean, they okay. don't, you know, they only have so many people you exactly. think they want to preserve. Exactly. Them. And then we get that one time annoying no. In a really beautiful moment when Grogu steps between them and says no. And oh my God. It just honestly is so beautiful to me. I love it. And Bo-Katan's like, you've done a good job with your apprentice. And he's like, that wasn't me. And you know why it wasn't him? Because it was Luke Skywalker. Oh. It was Luke. That, that was like to me, or maybe it was his old Jedi training, but I don't think that's what it was. It was Luke Skywalker. He learned pacifism from Luke. Luke Skywalker, and I found it very beautiful, especially me, who has not been a fan of Luke Skywalker and Grogu's relationship from the minute it happened. And as a as a Luke Skywalker lover who was very disappointed with the choices made, um, to hear Grogu say that made me honestly very emotional. And like Din Djarin, Din, like, think about it. Grogu can now express himself with Din in a way that he couldn't before. And Din Djarin is someone who is so tied to this is the way mm-hmm. that Din Djarin was just going to stand there and watch the one of them killed, get killed by the other one because this is the way. And here's his son with language now saying no. And it's another thing, literally a Jedi standing between something else and giving Din Djarin saying you can be something that you weren't mm-hmm. before. And I think it is beautiful. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I loved it so much. It was great. I can tell. Um, I like it. Yep. Um, okay, now, either right before or right after the armor takes off, see, very conveniently, oh, look, there's sick people. I got to go. Uh-oh. Got to go up to this fleet that um, just at the beginning of the episode, Moff and Top Gideon's like, hey, we have to destroy this entire fleet. Oh, look who's going to go to the fleet. No, bitch ain't going to die in that fleet. Did you, when she's flying to those ships, did it not? Did you not think she was gonna like kamikaze herself into the thing or shoot them all? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the armor? Do you trust her? Hmm. I don't, but she has not done anything to make me think she's untrustworthy. It's just I've heard you for several weeks now say she shouldn't be trusted. So now I'm watching for things okay. and now I'm starting to think, oh yeah, maybe that's it or maybe this mm-hmm. is it. So the answer is no, I don't trust her anymore. Do I have a reason to not trust her? No. Well, you know what, baby? My husband keeps telling me not to trust her. <laughs> Just like I'm forced to listen, I'm forced to not trust the armor. <laughs> well, you know, okay, here's the deal. Um, yeah, what's the deal? I'm very excited. <laughs> so, okay, we she's flying off. Something ominous is going on. Don't trust the bitch. And um Oh, she's a bee now? Oh, she's been a bee. Oh. I mean, I love that she was like a drag mother teaching people how to be, but then I saw what that drag mother was up to, and I'm like, mm-mm. You know, when I first started to maybe see a different side of her mm-hmm. was actually in Boba Fett, right? Yep. Oh. When she... You removed your helmet. You said goodbye to your son. Yeah. You're out. That. Yeah. That's it. He wanted to say goodbye to his son. Now you have to, you, you're out. You're out. That's it. You're out. When other gays kick other gays out, when so many gays are get kicked out of their family and they kick them out for something dumb, let me tell you, my blood gets boiling. Mm-hmm. We of all people should, because if we're fortunate enough to not have been kicked out of our families, mm-hmm. I do not, especially our, and still, 
but especially our age, we have all known people who lost their family because they're gay. Mm-hmm. Like if it was not us ourselves, we know people that did. And oh, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Um, also, this is interesting. Why we're on the pirate ship, Din Djarin declares his loyalty to Bo-Katan. Is he no longer loyal to the armor? He's a follower. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't think Grogu's going to allow that. Um, yeah, anyways, I thought that was really, really interesting. He's like, you've proven to me that you're loyal, that you're um, respectful, and this is why I gave you the Darksaber. It meant nothing to me. Loyalty and goodness. I don't remember everything you said, but like everything, I think Din Djarin is really... And honestly, like it really does go back to like the breakup of the fight. Like I think he's learned a lot from Grogu. He has learned, and I can think back to us. Like I, you and I will talk about these things. Like truth be told, I think you and I are, were kind of selfish people in the way of like, not with one another, but like we were adults who didn't have children. We didn't have anything. So like we could really kind of think about ourselves and like, as a couple, we could just kind of think about ourselves as a couple. And I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a malicious sort of way, but life just allowed us that privilege. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we have children. And this is one of the, like, honest to God, it's one of the things I so relate to Din on such a one-to-one level was Din was just a gay dude who could go do what he wanted to do. Cause he was just a gay man out living his best life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he became a father that, like suddenly. And yes, we went out and actively, started that process but all of a sudden we went from a tuesday night at 3 30 in the afternoon of not being parents to 8 30 at night a seven-year-old was dropped off at a door like it was instant like our lives were like there was no nine months to get ready mm-hmm. there was no it was literally over and done well and, we were getting the house ready though but you're yeah, right yeah. it did change overnight we did not yeah. you know not we woke up one minutes. morning yeah Our we whole woke up one morning and we you know and then the next morning it was we are now parents it was yep. literally that quick we had time to get ready yeah, yeah, yeah. but we were not ready at that moment no. because you know they were steps because the house had to be retrofitted yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the state and blah 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 so but we I, had a soft okay, getting but ready but i feel like immediately we understood it wasn't about us anymore right. and we could no longer be selfish and i think that's what's happened with din like he realized, like, I have a child now. This is no longer about me, which has been hard to see him this year regressing. Mm-hmm. But I think he's coming back, and I'm very, like, I'm very relieved about that. Oh, good. Um, good, honey. I wouldn't want you to be worried about it. <laughs> I can tell the passion. I mean, I feel it sitting right next to you right now. Anyways, I love that he now no longer respects someone because of traditions <laughs> that are bogus because you say goodbye to your son, you're out of the family, stupid, to seeing someone who's just like does the right thing. I no longer think Bo-Katan's evil. I'm still worried that she's going to trip up for a minute. But um, Well, that's I, good because that was a different story last it week. It was. Yeah. I, think, I think because I trust my boy Din. And as dumb as he was to stick around with children to watch, we also know that family life with queer people, it's complicated. It's a really mm-hmm. complicated thing. Like when sometimes your parents aren't super supportive, but they're still your parents. And it's like it puts it's a lot of stress that gay people have to live with. Mm-hmm. Queer people have to live with. Very stressful. It is. I mean, it's the truth. It is. Honestly, as a United States citizen, most of our relationship, we couldn't get married, but I still love my country. I still believe in it, even though it wasn't servicing mm-hmm. me the same way as everybody else. It's complicated. It's it's a complicated relationship. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so we get back to the forge. We found the forge and poof. It's- this is a long episode. This Mandalorian. Well, <laughs> interruptions like this ain't helping, honey. No, you're recanting. I feel like uh, I've been there. Okay, anyway, so boom, surprise. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. And now there are all those clone troopers mm-hmm. that dressed up in Mando suits that we saw at the beginning of the episode in the hallway of Moffin Top Gideon's fancy, fancy surprise house. He looks like a real housewife <laughs> of like, I feel like that house, like the housewives, I feel like they live on His camera. So there's a fancy like, surprise house. Yeah. But like the rest of the house is probably a dump. They have like the one room where everything is shot in. And they he's spend, just a pig. You leave stuff everywhere. No, I just think they don't have as much money as they make it, which is why they all rent. No, I'm talking about muffin top. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. I can yeah. see his kitchen's a mess, pots in the sink. 
Oh no, he's too orderly for that. You and think? he's definitely gay. Yeah, because hold on, put a pin in it. <laughs> so it's a trap, boom, they're all running around, and then all of a sudden we're running. We're like, ooh, and I do how love. This was amazing. The deeper into the to the wherever they are, the mountain they get, the more imperial it got. You started seeing like mm-hmm. imperial walls, then all of a sudden, boom, a door shuts down, and poor baby Din is on his own. And here comes flaming home literally on flames of the jetpack flaming homosexual comes down in all their grandeur like sheer being levitated down onto the <laughs> stage he's like look bitches it's me muffin top gideon the dude wore a cape still with the jetpack on top of the cape how that thing did not catch on fire i don't know but leave it to the gays to figure out he is like a drag queen he's like I might be on a budget because the Empire is not what it was, but this bitch is still going to look fabulous. And like the armor, bitch has got horns on her helmet. But she comes floating down and she's like, do you believe in the Empire? <laughs> it really blood? was a share moment, I got to be honest with you. Right down to when he took the helmet off and all the product in his uh, hair. Sure. <laughs> yep. And he's like, mm-hmm. look, I even shaved my mustache. Remember when I had that mustache? No, I'm a new bitch now. This bitch clean. She's She's, her face is shiny. Mm-hmm. I think they call it fierce. Um, she fierce. <laughs> boots the house down. I think that's the one. I don't know what that is, but something about boots and gagged and the uh, house down. I'm surprised. We need that she to add sugar and spice. I'm surprised <laughs> she didn't come down and then like and land in a death drop. Like that could have been like, I think there might not have been a physical death drop, but there was definitely a mental death, death drop. And he's like, boom, what's up, bitches? Hey, go take that Din jar into the room because I'm going to interrogate him later. But look how fierce I look. Remember that Darth Vader? Look, I did it. Only I did it better because I combined Darth Vader and Darth Maul. Remember those two amazing Sith Lords? I'm off in Top Gideon, bitches. So what time period is this? Is Darth Vader anywhere around? No, he's dead. Oh, he's dead already. Yeah. Okay. So he's bringing him back in his Darth Vader like outfit. But okay. then he wants the horns like Darth Maul because bitch okay. is like, he's like, I'm going to do Darth Vader, but in drag. So I'm going to take these two things and combine them to one fabulous being. The Mandoverse is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it was great. So Din Djarin is captured. And um, Paz Vizsla comes out. The, another set of things. That dude like shoots away so many things. His gun melts. The Praetorian guards come out. They kill him. It was like that was a brutal death for Star Wars. Like that was like I felt because like I live in Star Wars land, right? Everything else Mm -hmm. is everything else is just something else. But like when that last one gave like the death thing and he's like like you could tell the force he was trying to shove down the thing. It was so graphic. That was like graphic Star Wars violence. It was very hard to watch. Um, But this is another death that I wish. Yes. We got to see Paz like say, Hey everybody, let her eat. Yes. They saved my son. We should go ahead and do that. Like he had moments, but I feel like that was another letdown that I don't feel that the series did enough for me, did not do a good enough job of redeeming Paz Vistla and making me really care about him to have that sacrifice mean what it, what they were trying to have it mean. Okay. Unfortunately. And that's why I'm saying this episode, I think highlighted because this episode was so good. It highlighted how not good the rest of the season was, which is a little bittersweet of a moment. Well, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I do know what you mean. The Elia <laughs> Kane reveal could have been super amazing. It was cool, but it could have been bigger. Paz, Great death scene, sad, sacrificed himself, could have been better. However, I am very nervous for Moff and Top Gideon. Okay. Because little baby Grogu is in a mech suit. That Look. He doesn't seem interested in Grogu anymore, though. Mm. But I think, I think that's why he captured Din, because I do think he wants him back, and he knows he's using Din as bait oh. to get Grogu to come, because he still needs to clone him. Okay. I think we're not going to have long live IG-12 very long. I don't think so. We're going to get into predictions now for next week. Okay. I think, so he's captured. It was great. Paz Vistla's dead. Where are we going to go now? Boom. End of the, end of the, end of the thing. I still love my share moment for Gideon. That was. I predict we're not going to see it for a couple of years. Okay. End but we know we're going to see it next week. So I don't think IG-12 is going to last that. very long because that Darksaber is going to chop the thing down. You know what I want to have happen? Right at the head. I want to see. Remember, because I was not happy that mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, because no, Luke Skywalker did not make good choices. 
in the Mandoverse. Not so far. He's like, you can choose, toddler. I know you want your dad, or do you want to stay with me? Why don't you let him do both? Do you think he's coming back? Oh, maybe. I wasn't even thinking that. This is what I think happened. So remember, he had a choice. He's like, do you want the sweater from your daddy, or do you want Yoda's lightsaber from me? Which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose Mandalorian or you choosing Jedi? Who are you? And he chose Mandalorian. So we thought. I think maybe Luke is going to let him because hashtag Luke Redemption. New. You know what? That's going to be my new hashtag. Luke, Rede- Luke Redemption. Because people on Twitter don't like. And our Sting Queens can't stand my thoughts on Luke Skywalker. I am not popular. Okay. But hashtag Luke Redemption is coming. Maybe he can be both. Hmm. And he's going to get a little. Darth Maul is going to like. Chop it up somehow. You can destroy the IG-11 thing. Darth Maul? Oh, did I call him Darth Maul? You I mean, did. Moffin Top Gideon. He is in Darth Maul's helmet. Um, which is why he had helmets, horns on those helmets, just like the armor, because I, mm. I think Moffin Top Gideon is actually a Mandalorian, and I think he was a Darth Maul oilist. And that's why he wants to get rid of all the Mandalorians. Yeah, because he, I it's think he wants nice to bring back him. Death Watch. He wants to bring back all those things. They mentioned Death Watch in this episode, too. And mm-hmm. Because all those people are like, where were you, Armor? And she's like, we were trapped on the moon of Concordia because that's where Death Watch was. Duchess Satine, mm-hmm. Boca Raton's sister, <laughs> like, what's it called? Banished them to the moons of Con- the moon of Concordia, which was mm. outside of Mandalore. So I think Moffat Top Gideon was there, and I think he wants to bring Death Watch back. And okay. I think it was convenient for her to be. Anyways, I think next week we're going to see little baby Grogu. Maybe I don't think we want to, but I want to. Give a I speech? Wa- no, I want to see him with that. I want to see him with Yoda's lightsaber. I want to see baby Grogu swing it, swing a lightsaber. Hmm. I think he is way more gifted and has more skills than we think he does. And I think we're going to see it because we need a like big moment and that's going to be it. So what do you need for next week for you? What do you want to have happen? What is left unanswered for you? What's going on? Where are you at? Where's the casual fans at? Because they're casual fans mm. are a monolith and you speak for them all. It's true. <laughs> well, my people, the casual fans, uh, <laughs> we're hoping that it's first and foremost a good episode where it ties up some loose ends. Okay, see, this we're already separated, the super fans and the casual fans. You want a good episode? I want a great episode. Good enough. We would like a good episode because our expectations aren't that high. So if we get a good one, we'll probably be happy. <laughs> and uh, we'd like to have some of the uh, the threads wrapped up. Okay. Not really interested in another ver- another cliffhanger unless we feel as if you're going to get a cliffhanger though. So oh I God. would I would go. So ahead and I guess take we'll that just off. see him in Osoka because that's the only one that's coming up. So maybe they'll wrap oh, up the cliffhanger <gasps> then. Okay. Anything else? Nope. That's it. We're good. (laughs) You people are easy. We just don't want another Saturday morning cartoon. So our friend Luke sent us this because last week we were talking about all of the uh, when the shows are coming out. Mm -hmm. Remember? So thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. August 2023. Skeleton Crew, late 2023. November, December. The Acolyte, 2024. And or August 2024. Okay. That's it. No Mandalorian next year. Seriously. Could come back. I think the Mandalorian. I liked the Mandalorian better in December. I didn't like it as a summer show. I liked it as a winter show, personally. So bring it back then. All they have is eight episodes to make. Eight episodes. Eight great episodes. But they didn't do that this year. Not this year. (laughs) Or last year. Go back to our previous. Uh, oh my god, post. no! Last year was fantastic. Season two was better than it season one. It ended pretty good, but you know. Oh, I like season two better than season one. So here's the, the deal. dog has th- finally moved. I can stretch my feet. I think people. that part of of this year that made this year a little rough is I think seasons one of two of the Mandalorian were very one and done episodes. It was little adventures of the week, and then but they had threads that connected them all. Right. Mm-hmm. I think this. John Favreau, since the beginning, said he was really inspired by the Game of Thrones. Okay. And wanted a show that was like that, that it could follow different people along the way, and you didn't know who was going to show up in one episode, one week versus the other. And I can see that's what they were trying to do. I don't right. think it was very successful. I think instead of the throne, it's like the Darksaber. Who's going to hold the Darksaber? That's like, that's the sword mm-hmm. throne from GOT, right? Mm-hmm. So I will give them a little bit of credit in... This season was written very differently because 
became something else. And I don't think they were skilled enough at it. However, I don't want the show to go back to an adventure of the week show because you've now departed from that. And I love everything going on in this. I'm just I really believe that season four will be much better. I think they've probably learned a lot from this. And if Disney this Star is Wars only season three. Yeah. Oh, OK. If Disney Star Wars is proving anything is I think it's getting better and better and better. Like they're understanding what to do. So I'm excited for that. Well, excellent. You know what I can bet you're excited for? The season finale? This episode of Pink Milk to be done. <laughs> no. Myself. Myself. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening, everyone. I cannot wait to see you all again next week at the season finale of The Mandalorian. Please make sure to tune in and... Um, I want to have a party on Kiki. This is the last Kiki, so I hope a lot of you come on Wednesday at 9 p.m. East. Come hang out with us um, and say goodbye for now. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe we'll goodbye. do one-offs. I don't know. <laughs> but Kiki is no longer, and we will miss it. And Chase and Emma, I love you. Sting Queens, I love you. I'm going oh, we'll to miss see the them all room. again. Yes. Um, in one way or another. We will figure it all out. But please come out and hang out there. In the meantime, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter and on Instagram. Again, make sure to check the show notes below. Join our Discord um, because I know I met a lot of you last year at Celebration that listened to the show that are queer and don't like the social media because it's not a fun place to be as a gay person. So now you can connect with all the steam Queens in a way that you couldn't, that is just the steam Queens and it's a wonderful place to be. So I can't wait for more conversations in discord and some hangouts on discord. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I'm excited. I'm excited for this new beginning of the Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. All right. With that, bye bye bye. Drink up. Bye, 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 bye.